Is it random? I think it's random where you get positioned. Like, it's not the same on everyone's screen, is it? Or is it? Like, can I high five Wade? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening to audio, we're trying to we're trying to high five our video, which is weird. Imagine a box. <laughs> For those of you in audio, I got you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is funny though, because I'm sure some people listen to it, you know, driving in the car or whatever, and we're, you know, we're like laughing about us trying to high five video squares here and no one's getting it. So for those on audio, a high five is a social gesture where you <laughs> hold your hand up. <laughs> Welcome to Black Hills Information Security, talking about the news. I'm your host today, Ralph May, and we're joined by an all-star cast and almost celebrity stars. Who do we got here? <laughs> we got BST Bandit. Thank you for joining. Oh, Woo. thank you for having me. Ow! Get, get. We, got, we got Corey. I don't know how he got in here. We got Wade. We totally invited him. <laughs> we got Ben. What's up, Ben? Hello. You, you haven't been on in a while. We, no, I've been doing work busy busy why we, not today, sounds terrible <laughs> we got uh we got serena welcome welcome again and we got ryan who makes me sound good i think or look good i'm not sure all of that's not true um, uh, i edit things good. out that you say later on <laughs> <laughs> we got mike what's up mike how's it going it's going good it's going good so uh no cybersecurity news we're gonna close it out now nothing happened we're good. all right thanks for coming <laughs> GG. oh man i am be straight i am actually teaching class right now i haven't had a chance to look at any of these articles so does someone else want to start off with uh some news that they want to talk about or some crypto or security news i think we, so, we can start off with uh with serena taking the stage on Let's just get that out of the way, shall we, Serena? Let's yeah, let's uh, leak some. Let's leak some apps. We let's, should uh, talk about full. the elephant in the room. Yeah, we're just going right for the elephant, and I didn't even start it, but Ryan did. Uh, <laughs> I don't. If you follow me on Twitter or TikTok, you know this weekend that I was specifically talking about an app that I saw on TikTok that had gone viral multiple times, and I've actually been talking about this application since May is when I did my first video about it because I got the um oh okay perfect you already got the article okay the reason that I it sounded suspicious to me is because the founder had been making videos claiming to be the first period tracking application to do end to end encryption and this did not sound right to me um what app is this Serena. This is called the Stardust Period Tracker. The, the thing that bothered me about this was because she said that this end-to-end encryption would basically anonymize all of your data. But it, then if you listen to her closely, it was only your login data and not your actual data. And I had concerns on why they were storing your data if all of it was anonymized. And you're not paying for it, and they hadn't really been clear on how they were making money off the app, but they claim to not sell data, but they don't have a subscription or model or donations. So the whole thing was like very interesting to me with their... I think a lot of people heard end-to-end encryption and just was like, 
oh, it's encryption, like all my data safe. And I was like, not necessarily. <laughs> um, especially if they're only encrypting your login information, but forgetting things like in their privacy policy, they specifically said like, one, they collect your IP address, they collect your mobile um, service provider information, they collect your unique device identifiers for whatever device you're using to log into the app. And I was like, all of that information can be tied to you that isn't necessarily tied to the login. I mean, it might be end-to-end encrypted, but what if the other end is shady? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you're one end. What's the other end? If it's if it's like you know data mining, when you're just you're just encrypting your data and it's still being mined, right? Right. So that was my concern. And then the problem was is that they were like turning off comments on Instagram. They weren't answering oh. any of my comments. Oh yeah. Um, they Shadiness. weren't answering anything on. Twitter. And then when they did come out with more information on Twitter, they're like, oh, we have an encrypted wall. And I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Like, can you elaborate on what an encrypted wall is? <laughs> oh, God. Wow. It's also astrology. Why do you need that? Like, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm going to, like, I. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge astrology person. People get into it, but it is worth noting. This is the number one period tracking app on the app store. So it's not just some random, <sighs> like small time, like weird niche app. It's no. probably got millions of views. Yeah. These videos have millions and millions of views. Of course, my videos do not compare and you know, my tweets don't compare to the views that they're getting and all these people are downloading it. But I was like, this still seems suspicious because like with end to end encryption, um, another example that I had brought up was, uh, like LastPass or OnePass. And I'm like, they offer end-to-end -end encryption for if you want to share across multiple devices, but they usually charge you like a premium fee for that, right? So I'm like, how are they making money? Yeah, They mm. would not answer that question on how they're making money if they're not selling data, they're not taking donations, and you're not paying like a subscription fee or a fee for the application. Yeah, that sounds super fishy. Right. Like there's no, there's no free lunch, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's got to be some model or plan. Right. Now, what that plan is, that's speculation, but it definitely should give you a, a cause for pause here to be like, well, what do they want then? Right. Well, and if you compare them with other security or privacy focused applications like Signal or DuckDuckGo, they have all that information clearly available on their website, like how they mm -hmm. encrypt the data, yeah. where the data is stored, how they make money, um, and, and all that. So like all that information on these privacy focused apps is available for people to ask questions, pick at it, look through it, and decide for themselves. Instead mm -hmm. of just using like, buzzwords like encryption which can mean a bunch of different things so that was my concern um and then luckily you know vice ended up picking up this because it is the number one um period tracker on the app store now but i'm not convinced that it is as secure as they're leading on and i would like to note that this is a small startup they are vc backed um and there's only three people total at the entire company so I was like, who's well, doing the pro like who's doing the coding and security stuff? And then <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> they have that magic security wall and it does everything. But I have a well, question. Yeah, how does it work? Do they just do they just stick your information on the wall and then it becomes <laughs> encrypted? I think that's how technically I mean I'm I'm not I'm not very technical, but that's I've it sounds legit. <laughs> well, and here's but, the other question is are they keeping this off of say Europe's store if they're not going ahead and uh, relating to GDPR. This is I mean, all US based. 
Yeah, but are they stopping people uh, based on location if they're out in Europe? I see what you're from saying. Downloading the app. If the app is still available in the European stores, app stores, <clears> then <throat> it I'm, still has to go ahead and follow GDPR, I would think. Is I'm not sure it's available on the European stores. Oh. I know it is available for the US stores. I'm not sure about European. And it's not available for Android yet. Oh, and the kicker is, by the way, this encryption doesn't start until like the 29. So all these people are downloading the app and transferring their data over from their old applications to this new one, and the encri- this encrypted wall hasn't even started yet. The wall isn't even built. They haven't <laughs> got to build the wall. Not oh built yet. No, I mean the other thing people were getting frustrated about is it said their privacy policy originally said that it would they would comply with law enforcement or legal process requests whether legally or not required like whether legally required or not like <laughs> if you ask which, i don't know what, i don't i don't really know what that means does that mean like if i just send them a request this was their original policy which they changed like after you know they got exploded on the internet they changed their policy to only when legally required and of course it will remain anonymous we won't figure out how to mine your data yeah. with an algorithm that or like the product is probably that algorithm that figures out how to de-anonymize. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting and- too, because if you think about like when Facebook started and other things like that, like it was free, like and they didn't mm-hmm. have like a monetization a monetization model set up, right? Like that wasn't. Mm-hmm. They were just like, it's cool, it's cool, but they figured that out later, right? Because it got big and so on and so forth, right? But this sounds more of like a VC startup where they want to just get cool first. They want to be the number one in the store. And then their plan, the monetization is next, right? And the question yeah. is, is it data? Is it what? What is that, right? Um, you know, in Facebook's example, it was absolutely all of your data, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you know, but, you know, anything that's free is not really free. And, you know, when you, as soon as you asked them about security, it was like, we have a magic wall. They just started making stuff up and they didn't have it yet. They were like, we're well, going to invent a magic wall. The mm-hmm. subtext here, I think the subtext here, and Serena, feel free to jump in, but the subtext is everyone's as scared about privacy in this space right now. Everyone's like, I want to be anonymous. I don't want to be data mined by my state that has this aggressive law and is going to like track people down and beat them up. I, but And this is taking advantage of that in a negative way, right? It's saying like, oh, are you worried about this? Come over here where everything's fine. And then... <laughs> course it's like oh i'm over here now and it's exactly the same great like yeah well and what's frustrating about that is there are applications that are open source that only store data locally that Mm -hmm. they can't people can use but they're not getting the attention that this other company is getting the other two other points i want to make one i had archived their privacy policy and website prior to them changing anything on their website so that's available on like way back i put it on there but then also number two was that they're like oh well we want to keep your data so that you can share it with your friends and i was like (laughs) i was like and and you upload your contacts by the way to this application so you can find which of your friends are on this application one as a a uterus haver i i don't want to share it but maybe there's someone who does incoming friend request from texas (laughs) do you agree (laughs) maybe there's some family planning aspects that might be beneficial however the 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 state the case here is where well, what if they have your phone, right? Like what if law enforcement had your phone? If it is only password protected, you cannot be compelled because of the Fifth Amendment, from my understanding, um, if it is a password. So you don't have to give them your password. 
but your friend who you've shared your information with does not have that same protection, Mm -hmm. right? So they would have to give that information if you shared it with them. And they're not clearly lining out that information either, which like most, I feel like most people don't really know that. And especially Mm -hmm. like younger women probably don't know that. So these were my concerns. So, okay. Also, isn't there a native... Uh, cycle tracking within yeah. the iOS health. That's like, why do you even? Say. Why yeah. do you need astrology added into it? Do you need someone That's, to be like, that was my "You're going to be really positive this month. You're going to be really awesome. You're a you're a Taurus, and you can do this." Like, why? Why does anyone need that? That's, I guess say what you all about Apple, but they've also like taken a stand against like denying access to users' data for like law enforcement or governmental overreach in general. I mean, going back to like mm-hmm. the San Bernardino stuff years ago. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Use the built-in stuff on your iOS device if you have one, or even I'm sure there's something on Android that, like Serena said, is local oh, yeah. and is password protected and is not trying to mine your data for profit and sell you ads about you know all that. I mean, stuff. timing apropos, right? But still, no matter what the app is, like you should question what they're collecting and what they're and like what their purpose is, like as a yeah. business, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, and people are totally going to take advantage of this, and yeah. everyone should be. People are going to take advantage of it's like anything else in cybersecurity. When news happens, people try to take advantage of it to pull users to their platform or to, you know, distribute malware, whatever they're trying to do, they'll take advantage of it for their own personal gain. And it sucks, but that's just the world we live in. Yeah. I would like to point out that there was another app that people were talking about called Flow. And I looked up Flow and they just settled an FTC case. <laughs> For sharing your data with Facebook and Google and others that they did not have listed on their privacy policy uh, that they weren't disclosing to people. Yes. So I was like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. This is, oh, I mean, God. just think about it. Like any of these, it, this is ripe for abuse, right? Like yeah. what, you know, any of these, like the incentives. Yeah. It, yeah. it just, you know, any, and arguably so, right. Any health data could be, you know, used. It's called but, a tracker. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> called a tracker. <laughs> but like, what I possibly get more. And a lot of it's already built. It's already built in. So it's kind of like extra software for no reason, unless yeah. they look for extra features mm-hmm. that the, the internal app doesn't offer. That's the only way I can see someone actually really like installing that software. If it's like, because you know, there's there's a lot of there's some native apps in either Android or iPhone, and for example, with um you know if you're like running or you're into physical fitness, and it's like a you know you have your heart rate and everything else within the activity app, right? But you might need that. You might be looking for something a little bit more granular, more detailed, and I think that's where a lot of the third parties come in to download it. Even though they do majority of the same thing, it's always usually a user that wants to download it for like that one extra feature. Or the social aspect, right? Like on a lot of those running tracking things, it's like an accountability tool. Your friend mm-hmm. just ran 15 miles. Get your act <laughs> yeah. together. Get out there. Get it together. You know. <laughs> What's but, the? So I mean, I don't know. But saying What's the that famous, in a robotic uh, voice, the famous term. Oh, am I robotic? Am I good? No. 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 Good. Oh, okay. I hear. Uh, I, you're good. Okay. Uh, What's the famous like term? If you don't know what the product is, you're the product. Yes. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like That's this true. is just that right off the bat. It is interesting, though, like you said, there's only three people working there. So I think that aspect it that lot. it's a startup, right? I'm, yeah. I am, I will say I'm also interested in the astrology point. I know I've read several <laughs> articles about how I'm wondering if the astrology is just marketing. That's just because yeah. more women are into astrology than men. So it's yes. like added feature. Well, 
astrology is a feature like charles said it's the if if you add that it's like oh well it doesn't tell me that my prediction for the month like i I need that right like a lot of people Mm -hmm. want that kind of like positive reinforcement or like that kind of thing which is a feature that gets people to put in all their data and then because you know it's got to be accurate. You got to put in your birth date yeah. exactly right, or if it's going to be the you wrong. Need your social you, you need your, need uh, your dog. Social. <laughs> you said the social. It needs the time when you were born. Yes, exactly. Right. That's so yeah. creepy. And the doctor that held you, like your birth weight <laughs> and your birth stone, <laughs> and yeah. Does exactly. this data count as HIPAA? Of where you were born, in some cases. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of data. That's a ton of extra data Mm -hmm. that they're collecting on people by asking those types of questions. That's a good question about whether it's HIPAA. HIPAA? I don't know. So, that's that was the thing. I had a a recent thing where, like, I I found someone who's vulnerable with, like, a male version kind of of this. And Uh that was my big question. Like, is this HIPAA? And they said no, but... It is not. I just Googled it. Oh, it's not HIPAA. It's not HIPAA. Okay. Ooh. So that's shocker. Yeah, no, because, it's right. because you're allowing them to share it on. You're saying I'm allowing you to share this. I am. I'm giving permission oh, okay. for people to, to do this. That kills any HIPAA right there. Hmm. Yeah, that's correct. It's not HIPAA. And that was actually laid out in the FTC article that I read about flow is that these health apps that you are sharing all this health data with. Hmm aren't under HIPAA like obligations so Mm. but they are still under the obligation to be truthful about who they're sharing your data with just Mm. like everybody else and what data they're collecting so right hence the FTC fines right (laughs) (laughs) about this application is like I think they are violating FTC guidelines because they are not being truthful um, about c- what data they're collecting, how they're storing it, how they're making money. And like, the, and it just, they're saying encryption, but I'm like, you're only encrypting a portion of this data, but you're making, you're misleading people to believe that all of this data is encrypted and that the data can't be de-anonymized, which we know is not true. Right, those claims, the encryption wall. I mean, that's yeah. got to be fraud in and of itself. I mean, like, that's, <laughs> can yeah. you please prove what an encryption I, wall is? I'm going to use that now for like the rest of the year. Just like when something... It'd be like, I have tell the wall. It's, in, it's unpenetrable. Good luck hacking me. I've got an encryption wall. <laughs> that's going to be... That's going to be... The encryption wall is the brand new uh, big thing out there. It's going to overtake zero trust. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Can a cloud go over the wall though? Because this is no. like a just yeah. floating in the air. Yeah, yeah, like it's how, not a great. How t- like as I say, even as a buzzword, it's not even. It's a climb wall. I gotta know. I gotta know. <laughs> is it a wall that goes higher than the ransomed? cloud? I don't. Know. Uh, Could you imagine that'd be a commercial? And you too can have your crypto wall today. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sign sign Charles up. He's in. <laughs> well, so one of my favorite things that's coming from this though is that mm-hmm. there's a bunch of men who are downloading these applications and putting in bogus and fake data. Mm-hmm. Oh, so right. there was like one guy who's like, "Yeah, everyone, let's da- like download it." I've had my third period this month, <laughs> 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 and so using it super like chaotically and just uh, putting right. whatever like, BS info in there. As as saying, our, our algorithms can't cope. As soon as I say encryption wall, though, I'm literally just thinking of there's got to be some open API that you can just hit, <laughs> right? Like that's so, oh my goodness, that's pretty much right. what I feel like is there. I right? just no one's found it yet, right? Like. Well, 
oh, that's going the other to be concern found. is data leaks. Even yeah. even without you know law enforcement or sharing it with like there, there's potential. It's a three person company. I am concerned about security. <laughs> like there's a potential <laughs> data leaks. Data leaks or just using the app itself to distribute right. phishing or malware or whatever. Right. Oh like, my god! I bet you they only have rate limiting config configured with that API. Mm. Oh. I mean, imagine the imagine the ads you could get with with like the astrology element. It's like Virgos this month need to buy extra Lululemon leggings. Like, okay, what? Like, no, that's not that's not my prediction. You just that's just an ad. That would be enough for me to go buy more Lululemon. You're like, it's in my it's in my it's in my thing. I would be I'm like, look, science. I don't know. Science, it, it, it has like a tiny thing that says it's an ad. More yeah. like the story. Uh, obviously, be careful what you're sharing, right? Yeah. And again, mm -hmm. uh, the aproposness of you know what's going on, just be cognizant, right? So anyway, with that said, <laughs> yeah. what about ransomware? Uh, I, there's actually an interesting one that I, I wanted to talk about real quick. I know we always end up talking about ransomware, but this one was kind of interesting. So Lockbit have to. is um, introduced Lockbit 3.0, and it's the first. It has the first ransomware bug bounty, right? So uh, I guess this is the oh, new God. version of uh, the operation. And check this out. So there's some uh, minor tweaks or whatever, but with this new version, the operation has induced, introduced excuse me, the first bug bounty program offered by Ransomware Gang, asking security researchers to submit bug reports <laughs> in return for rewards ranging, ranging from 1000 to a $1 million, right? Ooh. So let wow. me know how buggy our ransomware is, right? Or if you does the money it. come from victims? Because that seems kind of cyclical. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, the name scares me. Lockpit. Like yeah. that just... logo. That logo yeah. is good, right? Yeah. Like yeah, they worked on that. For they a while. should change it to Lockbite for the mm, for the four point on the fiver. Also, this would make a great fishing campaign. <laughs> also, no. Um, so Lockbit is the as a service, right? It's the one you can go and I think, buy, and I think so. Yeah. It also they they're up. This is like a feature. I mean, they're about to have their own Lockbit WWC here, but um, they have a mm -hmm. Zcash payment option now that they're adding. So uh, you know, they're uh, they have different icons for Monroe or uh, Monroe and Bitcoin and Zcash. I mean, I'm just you know, this is a. Uh, developing i mean anytime you get ransomware as a service it's it's going to continue to add features and you know there's uh financial incentive to make sure it's secure now with bug bounty programs right you think hacker one's gonna accept them uh i don't think so uh, i think this is this i i my take on this is this is just another desperate cry for from ransomware to try to look legitimate i mean it reminds me of like when the colonial pipeline thing happened they're like we're gonna resolve. We're gonna revise our terms of service so that, like, we don't want infrastructure companies getting hit. We already don't allow healthcare companies. It's like we're super legit. That's like me being like, yeah, I'll just go beat up anyone, but I will not beat up a kid. Okay, I have, I have standards. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like that, it's just a cry. I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny because it's like, if someone did find a bug, they should not bug bounty it. They should be like, hey, everyone, there's a decryption, there's a decryption key. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so crazy. I think it's just a desperate cry for it's publicity. It's publicity mm -hmm. for them and like a trying to look legitimate when they're really just like some random, you know, so, hackers. Yeah. The, it's funny though. They actually have like a whole categories for their bugs. So they have like website bugs, locker bugs, brilliant ideas for doxing. It says, and I'm a little confused about doxing. Like, yes, no, oh. Hold on. Let me read this. We uh, pay exactly $1 million, no more and no less for doxing the affiliate program boss 
Whether you're an FBI agent or a very clever hacker who knows how to find anyone, you can write us a tox messenger, give us your boss's name, and get $1 million in Bitcoin or Monero for it. That is insane. I mean, that's... I, I don't even... I, I don't I, know. I, <laughs> that, that's so funny. I mean, what that... You realize what that is. That's an ad because you'd have to purchase LockBit to figure out who your LockBit manage, client manager, whatever they're yeah. called, <laughs> like what they, who they are. That's what they're saying is you have to purchase it to figure out who your affiliate, who you're talking to, who are you talking to. Do you think they have like, like POCs and stuff? And then like oh, they, yeah, they, they, pro- they promise features and then never come out with them. And then, well, that's like... what he's saying. That's exactly what, that's what the bug right. bounty implies is that you have to sign up and then you have to figure out who you're working with and dox them. You've been it's promising like, you know, me that you're going to accept Moreno for the past five years. And now they're finally done. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like to remind everyone, this is not a legitimate business. It's not legal. What? It it's sounds legitimate. A- they have a bug bounty program. That's that's better than some other companies. And the also, logo looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you're paying for ransomware, you really suck because lots of it have been leaked. Well, that Don't was really it. that was really mean to a lot of people who've gone through oh a lot my. of stuff. Thanks. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I would not be surprised if we have a client in the next year ask us to buy it and use it on their network. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things we just have to say, no, we're not going to do that. I know why you care, but we have another way of doing it that doesn't involve giving money to criminal. Oh. <laughs> or locking your entire network and then, oops. Yeah. So anyways, um, crypto or um, yeah. ransomware is evolving and it they're looking for ideas and bug bounties and all this other stuff. And uh, wow, this is a weird world that we live into. So, um, so we had talked previously about the, did we talk about the capital one thing going to trial? I feel like we did. Uh, I don't remember talking about it. You want to bring it to the, there was a conviction. Okay. No, I don't think we talked about this. Is it on on there? I didn't see. Yeah. It's on there. (laughs) Techmonitor.ai. All right. Control F. Super legit. All right. Talk about it then. Give it to us. What's the story? Well, there was a conviction, which means you're guilty, I think. I'm not a lawyer. Um, a, a former AWS engineer, which I like how they lead with that. They're like, this person knew how the cloud worked. <laughs> he invented the cloud. Was convicted over a hack, the Capital One hack. Paige Thompson developed a tool to identify misconfigured AWS accounts and stole customer data from Capital One and others. So seven counts of fraud mm-hmm. uh, after the personal data of 100 million people was stolen... Find eighty one. million dollars. They were yeah, so that's that's fun. I wonder if they're going to get that, that exactly worked. <laughs> but they did. It cost them one hundred ninety mil. I haven't gotten any of that. I'm still waiting. But basically, building a tool that it, all it, I think all it was is just querying the metadata service. Right? It was like well, SSRF or whatever. And then yeah, hmm. sentence in September. So seven counts of fraud. Wow, that's painful. This is weird to see someone get in trouble. <laughs> it's well, unheard of. It's, a, it's someone based in the U.S., first of all. Yeah, so that helps. I mean, hurts them. I mean, helps punishment ability, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of times we hear about a hack or something like that. And, you know, when they're not in the U.S., it's, it's significantly more difficult to prosecute, even if, even if it's egregious enough that the government knows exactly who did it. They just can't do uh-huh. it. Right. Well, so they did trace her via a Slack channel in which she claimed to possess the stolen data. She also talked about her intention to check into a psychiatric institution. <laughs> wow. So I don't really know how that plays into it, but they just threw that into the article as a little fun. Insanity. Insanity. Interesting note about that where the U.S. government 
um, how you mentioned said that they know who did it, but they yeah. can't really do anything about it. And that's what happened to Marcus Hutchins. They he had a sealed indictment that the U.S. had on him, and basically, when he came to the U.S. for DefCon, they unsealed the indictment and got him while he was here. So, I mean, they had known for a while, and they just yeah. waited till he came to the U.S. to. So this is this has actually happened a bunch of times too. If you listen to any of the Darknet Diaries, uh, like the one with the, uh, I believe it was the. Um, was it LinkedIn breach um, or uh, the other one too? There's been a couple. Anyways, they there have been multiple times where they've arrested people in Prague, for example. They're Russians and they know exactly who did it, but they just can't get them until you know they go to the wrong country or something like that. And so, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of that happens. Um, so it is kind of interesting. You're like, no one ever gets in trouble. They're just staying in the right place. In some cases, this is Russia for this, for this example. Um, but yeah, it is definitely interesting. All right, what do you guys think about the 311 cybersecurity emergency call line for small businesses? I have no idea what it is. Let me know. Is there a cool jingle that goes with it? Ding, 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 ding. Call 311 if you get hacked. Should be. It's by the record. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that, is that the artist, too? So the jingle for the art? I mean, you guys are... Wow. I'm, I'm scrolling here looking for this article as well. So, oh, okay. I see it. I see it. Finally, it took a second. We have way too many articles. I, we have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Why did so many things happen? Shout out to the news crew. <laughs> Shout out to the news crew for filling us up with tons of articles. Emergency 311 cybersecurity call line for incidents affecting small and medium-sized businesses. Does this work right now? So I can just press 311 and... No, I think it's a proposal. It's a proposal. Okay. It's a proposal, All right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I haven't read this article, so I'm just... I feel uh, so bad if whoever has to answer those calls. To set the stage, this is CISA, who we like, in general. We trust. <laughs> <laughs> How many phone calls are they going to get saying, like, Windows needs to update? Oh, I think man. we can just oh, simulate my, a call my... <laughs> right on... The, I think we can God. just role-play one right now. Yeah, hello, this is, hello, this is CISA. Uh, what is your emergency? My computer um, needs the update. Uh, I've been calling, and uh, oh, Microsoft no. said uh, I'm out of. <laughs> it's like <laughs> desk. This is uh, yeah. I, I can only imagine the you know ramifications. I don't know how they would even filter like figuring out who's like. Is this like nine one one? If you call, they have to send someone there. <laughs> what would they do? Send the hard drive, image your servers, and send them back to us. Like they give you a USB drive, just plug it in, and then you just uh, they give you the golden, the silver the bullet. They they yeah. just are, they're like install this on your network. Oh my gosh, that's that is a. Uh... So the statistics are pretty interesting. It says U.S. and organizations are being attacked 868 times per week. Where did uh, they, they get have... that stat? That's that's fun. And then in June, they've seen an average of over 27 cyber attacks per small and medium business each week. So what do you think the hold time is going to be on this thing? Uh, we are expecting yeah. un unusual call volume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be... We are expecting unusual call volume at all times. Please leave a message. I will say they, they're going to have to have some hilarious filters like, are you actively being ransomware? Press one. Like, <laughs> is does your computer work? Press two. Does your phone work? Press three. Like, you know, like Ryan brought up a good point. Where would this call center be? Because then you don't know. Like, yeah, no, totally India. Definitely. <laughs> the call center. No, I, I think the call center would have to be. It's this is probably government funded, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I think the idea is. <laughs> 
idea seems right. Well, right? What like, would it they, seems so, useful, but... Well, well, the question is, what would they do? Would yeah. they tell people yeah. what to do? Would they be like... Would they incidentally and go into incident response and be like, "All right, turn off the internet at your whole company," like, or or would they just? Is it just statistics reporting? I don't really know what they're. Um, would it be a know. good entry level security job? <laughs> Reading through the article, in one at one spot they say that it's an emergency call line and clinics for assistance, clinics. but later on it says it's a, it's a push for more robust incident reporting. So are you are they going one way? Or are they going the other? If they're doing clinics, how are they doing clinics? Is this yeah. just a basic, hey, we've got a problem. We need some more help here. Can you point us in the right direction? Or is this actually going to be a triage type situation with incident responders on the other end of the line saying, okay, this is what we need you to do before you go any further? It seems I imagine like, a doctor's office, like you bring your be, computer in. Reading like between the lines, I, I'm, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Bring your network in. Okay, we have 8,000 servers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the... The subtext, like reading between the lines, this is my opinion, but it says, you know, a tiny fraction are being reported. We don't even know what the numbers are. It seems more reporting statistics based than it is like a clinic. Although it would be pretty funny if it's like some, you know, tier one level help desk person. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Oh, yeah, it's ransomware. So I already turned itself off. Thanks. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't I, I can only imagine, you know, someone, you know, trying to work at this help desk. We've been hacked. Okay, how do you know? Our computer's rebooted. Okay, has your power been consistent? Ah, uh, there was a thunderstorm on Friday night. <laughs> the mouse like, moves by itself sometimes, you know, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, this yeah. is more serious than we thought. You need to come in right now. My Bonzi, <laughs> my Bonzi buddy stopped working. Is that good or bad? <laughs> there was um, one time, so I used to work at Apple at the Genius Bar, and so you get, like, ridiculous stuff all the time. But there was one person that came in, and this is when the Do Not Disturb feature had come out on iPhone, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. people would accidentally click it all the time and not realize that they clicked it. And they're like, oh, I'm not God. getting, my phone's not ringing when I'm getting calls. Yeah. And there was one time I was like, oh, yeah, you have your Do Not Disturb turned on, so I turned it off. And mm -hmm. he rated me one star because I solved his problem too quickly. <laughs> oh my god and this is almost 10 years ago and i still remember and i'm still mad about it that is annoying he, what did you he wanted you to like walk around in a circle with his phone being like we will cleanse the chakras of the phone okay I, I, let me plug in this diagnostic device it's just headphones you're like oh yeah, yeah he was, well he's like i drove all this way for it to just be solved in five seconds like that and i was his, like yeah the review said, you know, one star, exists. I am stupid. That's basically <laughs> what the review said. You probably set off a whole wave, a whole wave of um, angry um, geniuses. Like, that happened to me, too. I got the one star. <laughs> I got the one star. Yeah. I, 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 I guess if you, if, you are, if you are job hunting and CISA is hiring for, like, uh, information technology <laughs> assistant or cybersecurity assistant, don't don't do it. You don't want to answer the phone. No one wants to answer these. No, phones. it's the perfect entry level. Imagine all. Imagine you triaging a million things. This is just pretty much like that sock analyst who works at one of those MSPs, and you get all the initial stuff, and you hear everything bad ever, and then you you go do uh, an interview somewhere else and leave. That's what I would imagine. The only good thing about this would kind of be is it'd be a good entry level get your foot in the door and all you read yeah. is SOPs all day. Yeah, but you're assuming that they're actually reporting real breaches and not just like <laughs> my computer rebooted and I think I got hacked. 
It's yeah. that's all part of us. that, but that's a good thing to learn how to do for a blue teamer is to know the difference between one of those false positives and a real thing going that's on. True. To that's true. That's so, true. All right, I flip. That's oh, you're right. I go through all the I recant my statement. Everyone, go work for CISA. <laughs> <laughs> and let me call you please like get, tell me when you're working and i will call in and be like hello i've been breached i think it's a i think it's a virus my I think encryption be- wall is down <laughs> it's They're down so how did it happen <laughs> i probably they're probably don't want to talk to me they're like this guy's too happy get him out of here Let's get somebody get this guy I, get some, I need someone that sounds annoyed yes it takes a long when time I, to solve my problem. Do not solve it. I was working at TAC, people would, I would be the engineer to pick up the call and they would think I was like just supposed to be routing them because I would answer and I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, like, what's going on? How can I help you? Oh, and they're God. like, I'm waiting for an engineer. And I'm like, oh, it's me. Oh, <laughs> you found oh, one. <laughs> and the, the help desk can be brutal, though. Like the, the support desk can it's be brutal. So Those calls. Like we have one, we had, and I got told this one time, this must be your first day. Can I tell by your voice you're excited? I'm like, no, I've been here for a while. I don't know how you do it, man. Can you please transfer me? I'm like, <laughs> literally, yeah. This must be my first day. Yeah, those yeah, calls are brutal. I, mean, I will say it'd be Oof. interesting to see if companies just get rid of their help desk and they're just like, just use CISA. Just, yeah, just you want your it's time, reset, right. call CISA. You know, you know, at that point, the wait time is going to be out the roof. Like, <laughs> Press you know, like, six if you're a government employee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> your right? estimated wait time is two and a half years. Your estimated <laughs> wait time is two and a half years. <laughs> Talk about wall times like, going up. So you yeah. can like jam out to the Cisco no. hold music. Yeah. 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 They'll, they'll just have yeah, Darknet Diaries going through the whole library Darknet as you listen. <laughs> <laughs> what, how long have you been on hold? I'm on episode 47. <laughs> when does it start? One. <laughs> if you haven't taken the cybersecurity training, please hold. <laughs> if you got fished, press one now. That was a test. You just got fished. <laughs> No, wow. but yeah, there's a thing that's like, enter your social security number now. And then if you enter anything, it's like, you have failed the security awareness check. Wow. <laughs> that that would be, yeah. Speaking of phishing, do you guys see the new uh, clever phishing method uh, for bypassing MFA? Again, we're doing it again. Again. Ooh. Again. So um, this using everyone from all I know. This is using Microsoft WebView 2 apps. Um, so mm. in essence, what it is, it's like a website inside of a website. And everyone needs that feature. Yes, everyone <laughs> does need this feature. Okay. The weird thing about this is that it's a Microsoft Edge WebView 2 cookie stealer. So what happens is, is you still have to, to execute something on your host, right? So it's not necessarily like just a URL, but that opens up a page inside of a page and they can capture the session data that already exists on your host, right? Okay. Um, so if you had already logged into my office or whatever, it could capture that session data and send it back to the attacker, right? So it's not quite as like easy as just sending a, a URL. But if the user's already logged in, as soon as they execute this, it'll open up uh, a session. And um, if they're not logged in, it'll prompt for a login. If they are logged in, it should um, send the session data back to the attacker. That so. seems really awesome. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. I will say this is classic. Another feature that no one asked for that Microsoft provided that can be used by attackers. Yeah, this is like one of those things yeah. where now I have to go look up what WebView 2 was made for, and I'm sure it wasn't this, okay? That was, that was <laughs> the first thing I did. People are going to be up late. Docs.microsoft.com, WebView 2. Let's yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, for the, everyone that's like, oh yeah, I totally needed that Kerberos ticket to be encrypted with uh, RC4 for, so for some reason. Is a POC already out for this? I just put it in the chat here, and so in there you can kind of see the the uh, the wonderful GIF of how it works, right? So you could make some executable looks like a Microsoft Word update or something like that, right? And then go ahead and capture um, session data that way. I so, will say, if it has to be an executable, why don't I just do C2 instead? I, dude, I might as not well. Not that it isn't cool. Not that it isn't no, cool. Okay, but... so uh, that's fair. That's fair. Why don't I just do C2 if I have to make it an executable? But, but, it, but, if, it's but I, if I can get session data and access uh, Office 365 account, there might be more valuable data on SharePoint than there is on your damn computer. Probably less detectable. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool watch out don't execute things you're not supposed to execute i don't know i mean like the the scenario goes i mean if everyone can be social engineered so i mean if you can make this scenario look legitimate enough to need this then you know, that may right be now scary. there's millions of malware uh detection engineers figuring out how to detectorizing uh, <laughs> these things yes yes webview 2 is about to be an ioc all right. If you're having trouble detecting WebView 2 exploitation, press 5 now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same guy who did the browser in the browser attack. Yeah, yeah the VNC or the WebVNC. I was VNC. like, I swear I've seen this before. And that, yeah, that, okay. yeah, yeah. This guy really like, hates Microsoft. Hates them. <laughs> Love them. this guy or girl, whoever yeah. they are. They're, they're a gift to the community. It's his, I guess their name is Mr. Docs. That kind of gives it away. But. Mm. I just say I love their account. Yeah. <laughs> Those. Until GitHub's like, this is too powerful. We got to take this down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this you. Is, it's me. This is why every time I see a GitHub, just archive it. Get it? Just archive it. Yeah. Yeah. Get, just do, clone it and save it somewhere. You know what we really need? Know. We need like a, I hate to use this word, decentralized Git repository. <laughs> right? We mm. tried to do that. And no one cares. Yeah. Well. There's probably like, like hackers.gitlab.io or something that... No, 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 no. Like decentralized. Like you could just set up like a node, but it's still like... So like the reason why we all use GitHub or Keybase whatever... can do it with the repos. Yeah. No, I was just going to say the reason why we use like, you know, uh, GitHub, for example, is because, you know, it becomes like the big source and we, you know, everyone else is there. Just like it's a platform, right? It's the mm -hmm. platform more than it is that necessarily GitHub is, uh, you know, the best or the only one that can do this stuff. Because uh, GitLab and others, other ones... But uh, I guess my point was is that um, a platform that's not necessarily owned by GitHub and that, you know, mm -hmm. you just set up a pie and you're part of, but everyone uses the same URL. So it'd be like the same thing. You're all just going to GitHub, but that repo happens to be on someone else's system too. Does that make sense? So. Yeah. Makes I sense. mean, you could do it with Keybase, but you'd have to add, you'd have to make a yeah. public team. You do, there still need to be a web interface. Anyways, now we're just like think tanking how to, you know, make a <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going off the rails. Sorry. Here. News for another day when GitHub revises mm -hmm. their malware malware yeah, policy exactly. again. Exactly. When we get, get forced into a deep hole and we yeah. have to go somewhere else, yeah, it'll happen. There we go. I already hear the rumblings. There's that like million comment long thread about the malware policy and all that crap. Mm, Jesus. Um, Twitter would be in a frenzy. Yeah. What right. else happened? I Did mean, anything else happen? A lot of stuff has happened. Google has a uh, ctf that's going on 
Um, oh, I saw and, that. Yeah, mm. so I guess it's a pretty big one. Um, so interesting. You're, you're looking to um, do a uh, probably pretty decent CTF. You're looking to work for Google but not get paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is called a job application, but they just renamed it to CTF. Um, yeah, it's a it's a clever way to Let's do. Let's see that. what are the prizes. What Tax. are the prizes? It says forty thousand dollars in the previous years. What? No, that's that the, was whole the pool. Thing. That was the it's pool. The that's pool not just like... premium years. Wait, mm. we're talking about Google here. Okay, let's Google. Google. Wait, mm. why am I googling? Let's duck, duck, go. Google. Oh, God. Uh, you googled Google. They're Google, going in a circle. Duck, duck, go. What is their profits? Because forty thousand dollars is like two seconds of income. That's, 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 a that's like three clicks. That's like three clicks. <laughs> we should make a CTF super team and just a CTF super team. I'm I guess sure. hopefully it's fun. Is it fun at least, or is it just yeah. grinding on like encryption? There, there always is a CTF super team, by the way. So I feel like, you know, a lot of there are like the black badge winners only yeah, team. Those yeah. guys just do that and they just go around doing competitions. And like they actually can make decent money doing all yeah. these competitions working together because a lot of the other people who are competing in the competition are like, ah, oh, this would be fun. <laughs> and okay, they're like, so no, you're this not is doing like it job, in this case. dude. I got I'm nine mm -hmm. to five on this, dude. I got a guy mm -hmm. coming right at five to take over for me and we're gonna kill it, you know. So, so. basically this is for people that want to do it for fun because it seems like forty thousand dollars for the amount of work that I presume you're gonna have to put in is ridiculous. But <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. You'd the prizes for first are 13k, second is 7k, or third for 3k. If you're smart enough That's to do this CTF bad. and win, you can 1099 for 200 an hour. <laughs> 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 just saying. I just want everyone to know that. Yeah, yeah. Once the prizes get up there, yeah. I, I, but, anyway. but I think it's more about fun and and like yeah, you yeah. know, show street cred. Sure. You know, it's resume it building stuff, right? Like if you do a mm -hmm. good write up and put it on your blog and you there's know, a, a lot, lot of reusability in that. Yes, absolutely. How I solved this challenge, right? They, they what, if the, a, what if the challenge is just write a better version of Google search? Yeah. <laughs> you can't write a better version of Google search. It's the best. <laughs> uh, they have rewards for the best write ups. They absolutely do. Uh, do you guys see about this? Um, I always love these ones. And sorry if you have a QNAP. But um, there is a critical PHP flaw in QNAP that exposes device to RCE attacks, right? This is like ripe for ransomware. Well, like this right here is a ransomware starter, right? So I guess there is a PHP vulnerability and uh, it's a three-year-old critical PHP vulnerability um, that is in these NAS devices. And so it affects a bunch of the QNAP OSs. And, oh, shocker, QNAP's device targeted by ransomware. Um, so... If you don't know what a QNAP is similar to a Synology, it's like a little NAS device for your home. So you can save all your data at your house as mm -hmm. opposed to in the cloud and it's yours, right? Mm -hmm. um, but obviously these run a full Linux operating system and um, you know updates can be not as good or security can be not quite as tight. Also, these devices tend to be put online because it's kind of like the feature, right? Like it's on the line. It's online all the time so I can access my data. So um, UPNV, what could go yeah. wrong? Exactly. So when these vulnerabilities come out, um, they're ripe for attack um, by obviously ransomware groups and other things like that. A lot of the advisories immediately go to disable port forwarding function of your router. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this kind of vulnerabilities a lot. Yeah. And the thing that we've said more than anything is if you are purchasing one of these devices, 
make sure that it has automatic updates that you can enable so that it's always patched because yeah. no one most people that are in the market for a device that is simple and off the shelf and just goes in their network and doesn't have to do you know their their own roll their own uh true nas or whatever most people that are in that are not going to be manually updating patching and like applying things like there's some it person so Make sure it just self-updates, then you don't have to worry about this the, crap. The other thing, too, to consider if you are going to go down this route is set up some kind of VPN and then use that to connect back. There's a bunch of different choices for that, and uh, as opposed to pu open it publicly on, over the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's simple. You don't have to pay for any of these, and there's a bunch of different options to allow you to access your data remotely and not really have to expose that device to some vulnerability. So even if it is vulnerable, uh, you'd have to VPN to, to uh, access that vulnerability. So just some things to consider with these, right? Synology's had it. Uh, Synology's had these um, vulnerabilities as well. All, all of them have been affected um, recently. Um, there's been high reward for ransomware operators to find these vulnerabilities. And then usually they exploit them and, um, you know, ransomware a bunch of systems, but in turn that lets the... They're Com good botnet hosts because yeah. they're always online. They run outdated software, and they usually are internet connected. It's yeah. just a, it's just a common, you know. Yep, they're a good target. They're a good target. So we'll probably yeah, see more vulnerabilities come out for these devices because there's a, a financial incentive to find them. And right. for the person that thought 40k was a lot for, uh, for Google CTF, we talked about a. Uh, ransomware provider that has larger bug bounties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the same news. One million, no less for doxing. Yeah. No. So maybe go, or Zerodium will buy your Windows Zero Day for two mil or something. So, or crypto, you can get a hundred mil bounty if you do. Oh, it right. yeah. Crypto. Uh, I, oh, I'm not even going to go to that. We'll save it till the uh, CoinSec podcast, but there's been a bunch of big hacks recently with the crypto. Yeah, oh, sometimes yeah. the creators just plead with the attacker. All right, give us half of it back, please. please. Just just keep the fifty please. million and give us the other fifty million. Why you gotta do me like this? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, oh. <laughs> Italian spyware hacked Apple and Android phones. <laughs> no, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. <laughs> All right, what is what's the Last story? Last article. Last article, probably. Yep. The, Jap the Japanese man who lost all the government data. Oh, that one too. I forgot about that one. Ooh. Okay, wait. We could do that one instead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who cares about hacking iPhones and Androids? The, but he the way he even, <laughs> but the way he even said it was just like intriguing. Like, yeah, we're, uh, if he would have just kept it on his Q nap, he would have been fine. I know, <laughs> You know what? I love it. Way to bring that one around, right? You're closing the story. Out. As as a as a QNAP owner, yeah. So the Japanese man loses USB stick with entire city's personal details. One, why does he have a USB stick <laughs> that has all of the personal details of like this town? I'm honestly shocked it's a USB stick and not a bunch of papers because knowing how Japan, <laughs> knowing how Japan does things with stamps and old school like bureaucracy stuff, I'm surprised it wasn't like a bunch of dot matrix printed papers. Two, I'm shocked that this guy is free. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, getting drunk and doing stupid things is not illegal, all right? Do you think it was like a big tech stock and that was it? Just like it? Oh, no, it was definitely a Microsoft drive. Access. It was an MDB. I'll put money. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Excel so document. Big Excel document. So yeah. I, guess, uh, I guess he was out drinking, uh, got too drunk, and... Someone stole his bag with this USB stick, 
He had transferred the personal information of the entire city's residents onto the drive on Tuesday evening before meeting colleagues for a night on the town. And so I guess it included names, birth dates, address of all city's residents, including more sensitive information, including tax details, bank account numbers, and information oh, yeah. on families receiving social security. So, mm. okay, what is the flow here? Because Wait, hold on. Hold on. Important part here. City officials said the data contained on the drive is encrypted and locked with a password. It's probably password. No, it's a password protected spreadsheet. That does not count. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Hold on. So here's my question. So, okay. Uh Dude goes out drinking, gets drunk, gets his bag stolen, wakes Mm -hmm. up, realizes, does he tell the city? Okay. So he's like, I messed up. That's probably what happens. Right. But why do they go public? Why are they like, if you stole a bag, make sure you don't open this spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> I don't, like are they just, or is it required that they disclose this maybe? Or I'm I mean, not really sure, but it's just I mean, funny it just, to me that they would publicize it. Cause if most people, if they just stole a random person's bag and it had the USB, they'd be like, plug it in. Oh, there's no like money wallet dot dat. Okay. Throw it away or whatever. You know, yeah. like they wouldn't care. But now there's this article that says, someone stole a bag and it has all of the government's information on it. Now I'm like, all right, how do I use Hashcat? How do I get it? Like, you know, like, I, I just, it's, it's, I feel like announcing it, unless it's required by law that they announce data breaches or whatever, it's mm-hmm. such a bad thing to do because now whoever stole it knows they have something that's actually really valuable where before they're probably just like, oh, I don't care about this old dude's, uh, you know, whatever crappy viral uh you know excel documents or whatever I mean, like but who cares? still like carries around usb drives to like move every every anything. single person in that in that city who stole a bag that day is yeah. just like looking for a usb drive <laughs> <hoping>. <laughs> the golden ticket <laughs> i will say if you have this i bet you i can tell you how to crack it no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> he's not but that's he is this yeah, is just that's, wild, I mean, it, like someone mentioned, uh, companies get a flash drive policy in place. That's a great point. Why was he allowed to just, oopsie, copy yeah. all the data yeah, onto, yeah. you know. Why did the a, city have all that data? I smell yeah. an inside job. Well, the city would need the data for like tax administration or other things. Why like, does he need know. it on the USB drive anywhere? Probably like, to bypass an air gap, which someone else said, right? Yeah, like exactly. someone else said like, there, there's like a secure air gap during system. certain hours and he needed to work on it in the evening. Yeah, dude, you know how it is. You got to get, you got to, if you're going to, honestly, if you're going to open up like a two gig Excel or Microsoft (laughs) access database, like you might want to be a little bit intoxicated for that because you do not want (laughs) to do that sober. It all makes Uh, sense. It's all come together. It's all coming together. (laughs) What are the lessons here? First, you should have some kind of USB, not just policy, but some kind of control to prevent USB devices from just... Second, you should use something centralized in the first place that isn't (laughs) a document that contains everything. Yes. Yes. Unless you want to take ransomware, just like SharePoint. (laughs) You should totally use SharePoint. It's not an Abyssian nightmare to find your files 10 minutes after they were uploaded. God. That just pivots just... to the next article where SharePoint can now get hit and ransomed. No way. That's impossible. <laughs> Share... Well, honestly, I feel like SharePoint has been ransomed by Microsoft because it's just impossible to find anything anyway. Yeah, but you can't leave because <laughs> you can't find it. Right? Like you, you could lose it. That's why you can't leave SharePoint anymore. They got you in. Like, honestly, if Microsoft mm-hmm. contacts you and says, we can show you where your files are on SharePoint, pay 200 bitcoins, I think a lot of companies would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I believe it. Uh, so what would, is this? Is this just a like 
basically there's an API endpoint or something that lets you encrypt or protect yeah, so files. Yeah, so I think on SharePoint, there's a way to encrypt your own files. So uh, assuming that you were a um, malicious attacker and right. you were able to access this, you could actually encrypt the files in SharePoint <laughs> with a built-in functionality. So you don't need to make your own ransomware. Right. And then you could technically just do the other piece, right? Which is like, I have the key, ha, ha, ha. All your files are encrypted, thanks Microsoft. And it cost XYZ to get the key back. That is fascinating and terrifying. Fascinating, I don't know how to fascinating. I don't. I don't. Terrorizing. I don't know. I'm not doing this properly. Yeah, this is like a feature that Lockbit needs to incorporate. They really do. I'm not going to submit a feature. I'm going to go on my web. Hold on. Let me go. Let me go on my web. Yeah. Look what a subscription box. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just when you, when you encrypt your data, include a little thing that says for you.txt. For you.txt. So obviously Microsoft made this with the best intentions because they want you to be able to encrypt your data so you can have sensitive data on SharePoint. But obviously if the wrong person takes over your account, then they could use that to ransomware you. So encryption's bad. We just got to turn it off. I mean, a cloud-native ransomware, that's got to be in the marketing materials for Lockbit now, right? Like, yeah, cloud-native. Yeah. They should put that on their, they should put that on their page. Lockbit 3.0, the first cloud-native ransomware. <laughs> they use blockchain, too, so it works perfect. You know? They it's, do. They, they, use, you. they can't but, detect it. But every ransomware does that. How many are cloud-native? Yes. <laughs> they only support ingredient. SharePoint right now, but they're looking for Google support next. They're <laughs> That's coming up in uh, version oh, 3.5. No. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. ETA 2023. So uh, disable this if you're not using it, because I can imagine that somebody might try to use this against you if they get the right kind of permissions, right? So wait, so it's it's abusing the autosave feature, right? So if you turn that off, am I just going to lose all my reports that I was trying to write, but then my computer crashed because it's running Microsoft Windows? Yes to everything you said <laughs> oh god <laughs> so basically it's one of those situations where they either you're kind of if you disable this no. feature you could lose legitimate business documents and if you yeah. leave it enabled then you could you know get the old fun ransom ransom point whatever we're calling it. <laughs> ransom point, ransom point. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. okay that's my new ransomware no one take that i'm gonna no one take that. it he's working on it right now get a get a logo hit up fiverr does anyone think I can get VC funding for ransomware? Uh, I'm thinking like a R, a backwards R with the P on it, right? Oh, yes. And Corey ransomware. starts his new VC funded three person company. VC <laughs> funding. What's your business model? Policy. What's your business model? Oh my god! Yeah, Astrology here's the, here's ransomware. The, what's your What's your business model? Crime. <laughs> crime. That's my business model. It's just crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple what we do here. It's crime. That's we how we steal make money. money. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I, your future says your files right may mood. be lost. You can only steal from Gemini this week. Make sure they're Gemini. It's <laughs> okay. I can use the API. Let me hold on. Let me query the Stardust API. I can find all the Gemini's email addresses, birthday. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Thank you, Microsoft, and uh, thank you guys for uh, showing up today. Uh, it was fun. We got to talk about the good stuff. Um, so I guess let's shoot this down with fire. Let's go. Have a Bye. good week. Thank you.